Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey everybody, this is John, and I want to welcome you to the first ever Sketch Magazine podcast. I am pleased to be sitting here tonight with publisher of Sketch Magazine, Bob Hickey, and editor of Sketch Magazine, Bill Nichols. How are you all tonight, guys? Hey, doing good, John. How you doing? Great, Not too bad. That rather deep voice was the elusive Mr. Nichols. And for those folks who have no idea what the heck we're talking about. Bob, what is Sketch Magazine? Being one of the founders of Blue Line, about 10 years ago, we decided we wanted to help even more than just offer art supplies and paper. We wanted to help pass knowledge on how to create comics onto the future creators, future artists and writers. So uh, out of that, we sort of came up with Sketch Magazine, and uh, it's truly almost been 10 years, I guess. Um, We've had a few hiccups along the way and uh especially in the past 18 months but uh sketch is back on track um it's here to help creators from writers inkers pencilers publishers and each each step that they want to do um so it's sort of a tool that's another tool that the uh creators out there can use and it's been very successful for us and what in your what in your past made you decide to go to go the magazine route why did you what was the first kernel of an idea that really got you going on sketch? Mm. Well, a few magazines at the time, how-to magazines like Modeling and a few of the art magazine. And really, there's a, a magazine out there called How, and it was to teach you web design and or more like graphic design. I was a subscriber right. of How and a few magazines. I thought, you know what, this is cool. But, you know, what if since we are blue line, we're so centralized in, in the uh, comic industry, you know, this year... Blue Line celebrating 20 years of being here. Wow, so, that's impressive. Yeah, so we'd already been around for 10 years, doing shows and just you know chasing after it as far as comics. So um, we wanted to centralize a magazine around helping the comic book industry, and, and it's expand. Bill, Bill came on. What issue was it, Bill? You came on. 27. And uh, we haven't had an issue since. Nah, just joking. Just joking. <laughs> um, and Bill actually took it in additional directions, like, you know, there's more than just comics. But our, our core has been around how to make comics. And, of course, in 10 years, you know, since then we've had devo- development of the Internet. Um, past few years, the Internet of social medias, uh, creating websites, uh, web comics. There's so much we can do with Sketch right now in, in, in the industry. So I'm looking real forward in the next year on how we can expand Sketch. And this podcast is one of those. And I think this next one might be better answered by Bill. Bill, uh, I was about to say let's pretend, but we don't have to pretend in your case. You are a number of these things already. Um, so how could Sketch Magazine help, say, a writer or a penciler? What specific can Sketch address for those particular kind of people? Well, I think that Sketch is, uh, is very instructional. 
but it's also educational. It's uh, I don't want to just tell people how to do something. I also want uh, to look into the minds of the creators who are giving us the tutorials so that you sort of understand why they do something so that you sort of get into their mind and not just mechanically mimic them or learn from them or whatever, but you also uh, sort of, a you know, by osmosis sort of to, to learn that process, right. maybe the process that they go to go through. If it's, um, if it's a penciler, how does he lay out a page? Why does he choose maybe this angle over that or what, you know, what works because some, not so much follow a formula, but uh, you know they have a process that they go through to create a page. Same thing with an anchor and creating shadows and and levels, uh, letters, how they place things or where why they place things a certain way. What's the reasoning behind those things? Uh, because I want Sketch to be for not only people coming up, but also people who are uh, who are here now even if they're wanting to learn maybe a little bit of coloring or maybe a little bit of lettering. And, you know, you see people doing, you know, just different things, even people who are, do, who are say, creating their own graphic novels or their own web comics, uh, to be able to pass on information and, uh, uh, you know, to, to all kinds of people so that people are constantly learning and we are constantly uh, passing that information along. We're just, you know, we're the conduit you know, from creators to other creators, really. Yeah. For an example, there is um, early on with Sketch, um, a friend of mine, Dave Dorman, we, we did an interview on an issue of Sketch. And mm -hmm. later on that year, I met Dave again at a show and we were talking. He goes, man, Sketch has been great. And I says, well, I'm glad that issue with your interview. And he goes, no, not that. He goes, I read an article about how to letter and I needed a letter project. Nice. He says, that article really helped me. So, you know, here's somebody's heavily established in the industry. His whole life has been like paintings, covers and stuff. But he had a little side project. He had to do some lettering. He came to Sketch to, to get some tips and ideas for it, you know. So Sketch is for everybody. For the guy just walking in the door and for the guy that's been here for 20 years. Right. You know. And, and as far as what's in Sketch, we have... We'll come up with 41, we get Alex Ross, one of the top dogs in the industry's cover material. He, his interview, we're going, we got some podcasting from him to go, you know, with this. But then you just, Bill or, or you might stumble across a creator who just has a great concept or something that really works. Nobody has ever seen this creator. The door is open for him to contribute and share too. So I, I think that's what really makes Sketch what it is. It's open for success stories to be shared with everyone. Right. And how would you, I mean, you know, you've both been to shows and you see these kids that are, that have really got their heart and soul on breaking into comics. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have, have a kid that comes to you and says, okay, if I do everything the magazine says and I practice really hard, can I get a job in comics? How do you how do you deal with that situation? Because obviously you can't give them a job in comics. Yeah, there's only one guy drawing Spider Man. Oh, wait a minute. There's four yeah. guys now drawing Spider Man. Exactly. Know, with four, so, but still, there's only four guys. Yeah. So um, how do how do you address you know, um, even though the magazine can't work miracles, that is the way that some people view a tutorial kind of magazine. So right. how do you deal with that particular aspect? Well, I, I think to educate them on how the market is now, 
the market is so primed for everybody to be successful with not just you don't no longer have to go to print to be seen right you know you can go digital you can go web strips you can go web comics do the shows you know if your goal is to become that x-men artist by god keep that goal but build your credentials build your skills show your stuff off keep pounding it eventually if that's truly what you want you will get it but you've got yeah, to you... work hard bill puts out comic mentor.com every every day what, what do you say bill uh, well i also do portfolio reviews and one of the things that i've said is that i can review your portfolio and go over your samples but you know i can give you my insights into how to make yourself better or hopefully to make yourself better to give you things to give you tools um, into your maybe something that you that I see in your stuff. I mean, there are there are art schools all across the country, and they don't guarantee that you get a job. Right. You know? Oh yeah. And and there it would be unrealistic for us to do that. But the thing is that we pass along uh, entertainment for one thing, yeah. But we also pass along the information like that. Maybe you're a penciler, and you see a pencil that you like, one of your friends, and you see how he does something, and and that just jazzes you and that just fires the creative spark in you and that's really what it's you know for some people is you need that creative spark um and we we help give you more insight into how to you know to access that so right and um bob you mentioned before how magazine uh which i read quite frequently uh layers magazine there's a couple magazines right now and draw now Right. So there's a few magazines out there. Uh, Wizard used to do things, uh, tutorial type things. So there's a few magazines out there that sort of on the surface do what Sketch does. How does Sketch do it differently or do it better than some of those other magazines? Well, we were the first. True. Uh, Draw, all those guys came afterwards. Um and, you know, a lot of those they called buddies, and that's who's in the magazines. Um, or buddies, buddy articles and stuff like that, whatever their buddy wants to draw. Um, we've always tried to keep Sketch available for everyone. That's not saying we're a uh, nine and up magazine at all. Right. You know, but we want to be successful for everyone. I've had many mothers come to me and go, my kids read your magazine till the cover's falling off, you know. <laughs> um, you know, so, so that's great. But... What we do, is, I think, is a variety of things. One issue, you know, we might focus in on the social medias and networking, um, throw some artwork, and then, you know, we always have that Tom Bearbomb article about writing. Thank God for Tom. You know, he's our studfest guy. Uh, Bo Smith jumps in and out with us. So we have those guys. But, you know, you just never know. We, we try to get as much different information out there. We're not just a how-to-draw magazine. I'm hoping, you know, what we're looking at sketches become is how to be successful in the comic industry magazine. You know, there's more than just right. drawing and writing. There's the coloring. There's the digital coloring. There's, the, you know, the networking, just all that stuff. And, and the, you know, we'll talk about this later, but sketch is going to expand. You, you, John, you're taking care of that on a daily basis now. Right. So sketch magazine will expand and offer something bigger. These other magazines, they put out an issue or so often. They're there. What Sketch offers is um, um, over on ComicRelated.com. John, you post a daily 
post on something about the comic industry. Right. Um, so, it, and then, uh, this podcast is going to be another way for us to, you know, reach an audience. Uh, all the sketch issues is going digital and all the back issues are going digital. Um, we're spinning off a, a sister site, comicbookstudios.com, where we're, the three of us is going to start creating video tutorials. Um, I don't know about you, but I want to create comics. I want to yeah. make comics. I want to build a studio, you know, so it's in me to want to do what everybody else that this magazine's for is doing. So I just spent three days on how to use a piece of software that I'm going to use not very often. Right. You know, and then I come back to it in four or five months. I got to relearn it all over again. This is where the video tutorials are going to come in handy. Free video tutorials. You know, you want to set up a comic press, start checking out these these video tutorials on comic press. You know, you want to do a pre-press on your comic, well, check out these video tutorials. I, I think it's just another way to help along more creators to spend what they really want to do, which is create comics. So, yeah, I, I think Sketch in the long run is going to offer a large variety of information. So much more of a multimedia kind of thing rather than just one print magazine. Yes. You know, and, and we're all hearing digital comics are here. Yeah. Well, they're not here yet. They're coming. They're, there's digital comics out there. Don't get me wrong. Right. We still got a long way to see how this all develops. And even Blue Line, our mother company for Sketch, is working on something to help those creators along with that. So um, it's all coming about. The great thing about digital is there's no upfront investment in producing. You just got to produce quality work. Quality production is still a big value. So, But those are things right. we'll touch on sketch. And um, getting back to the magazine itself for a moment, um, you mentioned Alex Ross coming up in issue 41. Yes. I know in the past you've gotten some pretty big coup interviews uh, with folks like J. Michael uh, Straczynski and a few other folks. So um, tell me, how do you, uh, either one of you, or collectively you, decide who gets featured any particular month? Is it luck of the draw, or is it uh, finding people you really are interested in, or is there some other concoction on how that person gets chosen? It's, it's Bill, isn't it, if they answer the phone? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. They they answer the email. Then we have have a pool of of people. I mean, there are a lot of new creators that I'm not familiar with because there's no comic shop here. And, you know, I I know some people by name, but I mean, a lot of people that I throw into the pot are are people who have been my favorites, like Steve Rude and, you know, some others. And uh, maybe we'll we'll mix those in. Mike Grell, he's considered to do an interview. And, uh, I mean, it, it runs the gamut, really, but it's... <laughs> sure, I don't know put Bill on We the could spot. be monthly. We still wouldn't hit everybody that we want to hit. Oh, no. no yeah. Um, I'm out to shows and stuff more than Bill, so I run into a lot more of the creators. I hand out free copies of Sketch um, to creators I personally don't know. Stuff like Jim Chung, Steve McNevins, uh, Josh Middleton. These are guys I've handed magazines. They were impressed. Uh, I'll go back, you know, next time I see them, say, are you interested in an interview? And, you know, Bill will set it up and, and get it going. We look at who's hot, who's going to help sell the magazine for the retailers, because it's, it's, right. it's got to sell. And then uh, we pack it, all of our cool stuff in all around the main interview, you know, the feature interview. 
Um, when I first came up with Sketch, I didn't even think I would need a cover feature or a cover interview. It's going to be just all cool art articles. Right. I very quickly got shot down. Even for <laughs> the first issue, I'm putting it together, and I showed it off to a local retailer, and he goes, well, how are you going to sell it? I says, I'm just, you know, we got this really cool illustration article We're going on the cover we're going to show. They're like, I can't sell that. I mean, what do you mean you can't sell it? He goes, you got to have some type of interview on this cover. you got to have a cover of some artist who's doing work in an interview. So then I had to go back to the drawing board. And luckily, Dave Max, a friend of mine, he, he grew up in the studio and everything. I called Dave and said, Dave, but I'm going to ask a favor here. And within a couple of days, we had his interview thrown together in the first issue, and, and that was how that all came together. But, yeah, when I first th thought of this magazine, it was just nothing but art articles and how-tos. But we do have to have the features to help the stores sell. And that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, what is your dream interview, or conversely, the interview that you may have wanted, but it slipped away from you? For both of you. Go ahead, Bob. Well, well, I really wanted the Alan Moore interview, but that got handled poorly by the person handling the interview. And it got lost. So that was one that slipped oh. away from us. I really wanted it. We had to do a filler for it, a perspective on Alan Moore, and I was never real happy with that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. We've done, you know, George Perez. He was great. He was a great. Um, I called him up. I said, George, uh, you know, this is Bob from Blue Line. I, I want to do, you know, Sketch Magazine interview where you do it. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he goes, I got to tell you something. I just found out yesterday, but you can't tell anybody. I'm like, cool. And he told me about the Justice League Avengers crossover. They just signed a contract on, you know, mm -hmm. that morning. I was like, wow, this is great. He goes, but don't put it on the Internet because I know it's you, you know. <laughs> so it, it, that was a great interview. Um the Frank Cho, I'm a huge Frank Cho fan. Frank oh, Cho yeah, interviews, it was great. Uh, I like to revisit Frank and, and uh, see where he's at. Dave Dorman was a great interview. Uh, Dave's a friend of mine. You know, it's just, I just like to touch base. Um, I think it's Andy Gr Grenob who's doing the covers for Iron Man. I, I probably oh, yeah, yeah. the shit out of his name, but his artwork, I got on his website a few days ago, and anybody should get out there and search it. Is amazing. His pencils, his gray gray washes, and then his digital coloring over it, just beautiful. Um, so I'd love to get and interview him. Robert Kirkman, Kentucky boy, haven't been able to track that one down yet. We sort of got an okay on it, and then he got real busy. So yeah. I'm really hoping maybe we can hook up again and see if we can get an interview for Robert on that. I don't know. I, I, we've touched base with a lot of great creators out there, but there's a lot of great other creators. Um, Amanda Connor, I would love to do a feature on her. Her artwork is beautiful. Um, we got to work with Amanda last year in creating her own um, paper, her own custom paper for herself. Um, she was great to work with. Um, Colleen Doran, Bill has spoken with her a couple times. Yep, she's up for it. Yep. Just, you know, so. Timing. And that's a lot of times that it come that we can do an interview, but the creator really doesn't have anything in the works, or you know, it's got to be benefit both of us. It's got to be right. the creator to help them promote something that's going on at that time. So, um, but yeah, I you well, know, I, I think, yeah. uh huh. Go ahead, Bill. No, uh, 
J. Scott Campbell. Jeff said yes, and uh, you know it's timing with him. Matt Wagner, he just wanted to have something. It was you know the timing of whatever he was working on. So timing is a key issue. Yes. You know, especially if they have the chance to show off their newest stuff, their newest work, or whatever it is. And uh, I mean, you get to see it. That continues to be a. I was looking up to see who. The guy you just mentioned, Adi Granov, mm-hmm. he said, yeah. Good. Oh, he's nice. A, All right. Yeah, he said, yeah, but um, you just got to set that up. Right. Same thing with, um, was it Stefan Sejic, maybe? Sejic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's right, so We got a lot of cool stuff in the works and uh, a lot of cool interviews. We're going to get Sketch back out on bi- bi-monthly schedule. Uh, the, ma- the print magazine will be out every two months along with the digital version, so... Excellent. Uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us. All three of us got a lot of work ahead of us. Keep it going. So, but uh, okay, we talk about the magazine. John, let's talk about what you do. You, on a daily basis, make a post over at ComicRelated.com for Sketch Magazine. Correct? Yes, I do. That's correct. And how do you find what you d- decide to post? I scour the internet. Oh. Um, there's really no other way to. There's really no other way to say it. I. Um, I scour the internet and try to find things that I think would be interesting to a potential creator. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to keep it. I try to keep it fresh. I try to keep it relatively current. Um, I also try to uh, shake it up a little bit. Not do, not just do penciling or just do inking. Um, lately, I've been on a little bit of a kick where I have been showing a lot of coloring tutorials using either Prismacolor or Copic markers, uh, you know, just to give people options. Right. You know, as far as I'm concerned, um, there's no one way to do anything. Right. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, everything, you know, everything can be done a multiple number of ways. So I like to try to find things that are, new and interesting and different i I like to tease my wife because when we came up with this magazine she came in and says well how many times can you tell somebody how to draw a superhero (laughs) how many issues do you really think this is going to last so i really can't wait till we hit 50 and go ha 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 you know yeah you're correct there's so many different ways to do this um one thing we should do with this podcast is sort of cover what you've done in the past week i just called it up on the site um, let's see. Today's post was coloring straight hair with Copic markers. Um, looks like a video tutorial. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, hang on. I don't really have it in front of me. I don't <laughs> know what I do from one day to the next, so I have to look myself. Um, but yeah, everything everything that I'm doing right, right now uh, is a video tutorial. Okay. Um, for looks like yesterday you did a coloring a stamped image with Copic. That's sort of cool. Yeah. You can take, take something that's pre-printed or pre-stamped and coloring it. Okay, I'm going to tear the crap out of Doug's last name. I don't know how to tell it. Digital comic with Doug Ten Nipple. Oh, Ten Nipple. Ten Nipple, yeah, okay. Yeah, Ten Nipple, or uh, I think you were close enough. Okay. Um, he's, um, actually, uh, he's actually one of those, uh, you know, old school kind of right. uh, inker guys that um, didn't really isn't really, uh, you know, that comfortable with the digital mm-hmm. uh, medium necessarily, but he started to embrace it recently. So Funny thing is, I'm, he, I'm reading his current book, Ghostopolis, I think it is, yeah, um, yeah. to review on uh, CR. 
I mean, I just got a review copy of it in the other day, and I'm reading it to uh, write a review. So, oh, nice. I enjoy his artwork. At, at, truthfully, at the beginning, it was a little rough. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but, man, once you get into the story, it's really, really great story. Um, you got something creating straight and angled lines. Yeah, I lo- uh-huh. it, it seems to be, and it, that kind of falls also back to my being an art teacher. Right. That, uh, you know, I see so many people who... Uh, you know, there's this old joke, I'm an artist, I can't draw a straight line, yeah. um, that uh, it's it's kind of sad when that becomes true. So right. um, this is actually a technical drawing tutorial rather than, you know, necessarily push towards comics. But, right. uh, you, you know, I think it's it's fairly important for people to know the basics. Oh, yeah. Because until you until you get those basics down. And I, I tell people this all the time when they ask me for my opinion on stuff. It's, it's uh, until you get the basics down, you will never be able to do the really complicated, cool things that drew you into comics in the first place. Right. If you can't draw straight lines or mm-hmm. if you can't draw, you know, if you can't draw buildings and regular people just standing around in a park and things like that, you're never going to get to draw Spider-Man, Iron Man, and all that other stuff. Right, right. Okay, I see here, inking by Lisa Moore. Wait a minute. Lisa's a colorist, ain't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, What's she doing inking? Hey, find a gig. What's that? She actually inked. Uh, She's got these, um, I guess you could almost call them podcasts. But right. uh, that he does over on live stream. Yeah, that's a and, live stream. I jumped in the other night. Um, let's see, Tim Tilly, from from the boards over. See, we gotta talk about the sketchboards too over at Comic. Right, right. right. And uh, he he posted something, and she was live. So I jumped in and watched the color. Shoot, probably for forty five minutes. I was just oh, gonna yeah. jump in for a minute, and I got hooked. And it was um, she's great. She's a very good colorist. But what? Yeah, she's really good. But she started digital inking a little bit. Uh huh. Uh, so I decided, and she, uh, doesn't think very much of her inking skills where, uh, she really should, um, she really should give herself a little more credit because she's actually on a par with, with a lot of people who, uh, you know, call themselves inkers. So, um, she, she should really give herself a little more credit. Um, yeah, Lisa does, uh, great podcasts. My only, uh. My only complaint to her has ever been that she needs to talk about what she's doing more. Yeah, she was a little quiet. <laughs> she's very she, quiet. She, uh, she, you know, she plays a lot of music, which is cool, right. but she doesn't explain what she's doing. And uh, mm-hmm. she did it for me once because, uh, you know, I bugged her about it enough. So she did an actual speaking tutorial once. Wow, really? But it's not her preferred thing because she doesn't. She doesn't really feel that she does a good job explaining. Right, right. Okay, so that's a few things you've posted in the past yeah. that were comic-related. Um, something else that's over comic-related, and uh, we've got to get Chuck on here and thank him for really carrying the torch with Sketch, is the bulletin boards. Right. Um, Bill, how long ago was it we started the boards originally? Uh, what, about maybe three years ago? Yeah. Um, was it? What? Go ahead. Something like that three years ago? I think so. I think about three years ago we started board our own. It might be longer, yeah. Yeah, three or four years ago. And uh, Bill really hustled it out there. Um, you, John, you were involved in it. 
Um, yeah. The boards build up. But then we ran into problem as some bulletin boards have of spammers. And they just spammed the crap out of the boards. Um, lucky for us, Chuck jumped in there, who has a solid board already built at CR, and uh, offered to bring Sketch Magazine boards into his home and house them for us and host them. Um, and he's done that, and and it's been great, correct? Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, there's no spammers. Um, the boards seem to be steady and growing slowly. Um, we're, we're gearing up art contest over there now. Is that correct, Bill? Right. What, what art? Yep. What, what's going on with that? Uh, right now, the, the new contest is, and I just posted this, I guess, last week, uh, features Blood and Roses. Uh, woo-hoo! You know, characters. There you go. From <laughs> Skystorm Studios, Battling a Minotaur. That's the subject, because I've, I've talked to different people about doing creator prints before, and they're like, "Well, what can I do? What you know? What can I? What what topic could I do? Or you know?" And it was too nebulous, and that's, I gave them a theme this time. Right. And uh, battling a doing minotaur. The, huh? Battling doing a minotaur. A minotaur. Yeah. Man. I just picked. I had this vision in my head one day. It's like, yeah, that would be a cool print. Yeah. Let's see what happens with with other people. Now I'm going to have to write a story with it now, though. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, that was actually part two. That's why I asked you today, what stories do you still have to tell in your head? Okay. You know, I got I, I got stuff to throw you. Awesome. You know, I, you, I can throw you some time stone bones. Don't worry. Sounds good. It's going to be voted on by, I have people I can call upon who are pros who will uh, give me their, their top three choices. Mm-hmm. I'll take those, tabulate the results, and the winner will be in Sketch Magazine. Ooh. And you've also thrown in a packet of blue line. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's awesome. And th- some of the very best ones we may actually run in the magazine as well. But the, it will feature right. the winner. We usually so, run the top three. Is that what we've done in the past? Yeah. Usually the top three. So, yeah, I give everybody a little bit of exposure. But, yeah, that's going on over there now. Um, something just happened today, and I told Bill earlier, was that – in the past in Sketch, we've done these DVD giveaways, and right. we've done art contests in Sketch for those. Well, I just set up another one, and I, I can't announce it yet. They're, I can't announce the actual DVD that we're giving away until um, September, so it'll probably be in 41. But um, we can't say The contest is probably going to be, what, Draw Your Favorite rock star. You think, yeah. Bill? Something like that? So we're still playing around with it, but it's it's going to be something like that. And uh, the top, I don't know, however many copies of the DVD we get, we'll uh, we'll win the free DVD. So we're working on some fun contests too with Sketch. Yeah. So, yeah, we get a lot, cool. a lot of people who are interested, and in, and you know people like to see it, and then they like to see their stuff you know published as well. So. Right. I know I always have, and I, you know, I've had fan fan picks published years ago and Mr. Monster and uh, Scout and stuff and I still you know mention that to Tim Truman or Michael T. Gilbert or whoever Neil Vogues for Eagle so that I mean that's that was cool for me and I assume that it's cool I'm not going to assume it I know it is it's, it's cool to see your stuff in print well so isn't this almost going back to the old APA days yeah when everybody contributed something and then they had so many copies and everybody got a copy of it because you got to see your stuff along with everybody else's stuff and seeing how cool it was. 
Right. Um, but now with the internet, it's more immediate. It's, you know, and with a magazine, it's, you know, by monthly you're going to be, when yeah. we, you know, so. Well, worldwide, we get your stuff out there in print yeah. and in digital. So, yeah. Yeah, because we have people who are, I don't know how many countries sketch covers, but it's. A lot. It's, yeah, it's multinational, so. Well, that's I, awesome. The cool thing about Sketch too was that as the short-lived Comics XP was around, Sketch Magazine was their top-selling digital products. So a lot of Sketch Magazine digitalies went out all over the world. So we were always stoked about that. So yeah, but no, yeah, the com the uh, art contest is cool, and it's all being held over there at Chuck's site at ComicRelated.com. I encourage anybody out there to get out there, join the community. It's real easy to get to, and mm -hmm. uh, contribute, comment, contribute, share. We'll all grow together over there. So I okay. I will start being over there more now. That things are starting to settle down a little bit, so uh, we're gonna have fun. And I can speak for Chuck um, in saying that he's he's absolutely thrilled to have Sketch on the website and. Um, uh, and you sort of paraphrase Chuck's favorite saying that we all rise and fall yes. together. So, um, and he truly believes that, and he sees sketch as a as an exceptional tool to help everyone rise up. Right. So, uh, so yeah, definitely. Like you said, go over to Comic Related and check it out. Well, we've talked at fairly good length about the magazine, mm -hmm. and let's talk about you guys. So uh, you're not just names out there, uh, you know, floating in the ether. Um, no. Give yourself, give yourselves a little ego boost here, and um, starting with, oh, let's say Bill, and um, <laughs> get, just kind of run through. Your credentials, all your uh, all your accomplishments as far as comics, and uh, why in the world would we care what you have to say about things? Because right now you're just a couple of names to folks. So prove your credentials here. Whip out those resumes. Go. Uh, basically, every facet of comics creating and. Uh, publication and stuff i think i've touched on just about everything from retailer to fan to anchor to writer to editor publisher etc so uh, i've done it all in some form whether it's fan press way back in the day or i mean i've known you for what 20 years and at least come into my comic book store yep and uh you know so we have history and uh i mean right now my biggest thing is being comics mentor to which is an extension of you know being editor of sketch magazine I'll, i not only want to be in a source of uh, advice and encouragement for people but i want to be there for people the way others have been for me uh, whether it's looking over their samples or, or giving them a place to sound off their ideas bounce them off somebody else um who's pretty much impartial uh, but uh yeah I, I mean i've done it all and and I think I can pretty much safely say, you know, on that issue, I know what I'm talking about. Portfolio right. reviews, et cetera, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Because you've, you've been around me. You've done a little art, too, though, haven't you? Uh, a little bit. Okay. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I've been an inker. I've been, I don't pencil because, I mean, I can. I just don't like it. I'd rather be an inker, mm -hmm. to be honest. Very 
big on the inking thing. And uh, yeah, I've done. We'll talk about it. your inking influences. Who who do you really like as an inker? Who who gets you going? Well, back in the day, I mean, I always liked anybody who was inking the the X Men and some of the others, and I sort of picked up on the image guys when they came on. Right. But I mean, I'll ink with a brush or a quill or a uh, tech pen, pretty much anything that gets my line going. So I mix it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, right now I'm making a painting for someone who's going to paint. And he he wants to see how his painting goes over ink lines. Oh, nice! Uh, hmm. And uh, I'm using a brush on that. So, but if I ink a page, you know, it may have, you know, all three of those things. You know, so I mean, I, my my influences. I mean, I'll credit him again, and I've told the story before I don't, I, on the magazine and on the website. But uh, Bob McLeod is one of my mentors uh, as far as just being an influential person who has offered me encouragement he is the first person that i show my portfolio to and you were at that show mm. you're right behind me where he said why aren't you working and that changed my mindset into um from somebody who was uh, going through conventions and showing stuff and getting comments you know maybe this editor liked backgrounds maybe this one liked the, the figure work you know Work on this, work on that, but you can show your stuff to five different people, and they all, you know, have different takes on your art. And Bob is the one who um, who said that to me, and he meant it. And I've, you know, I've, t- you know, I've told him that story too, and he he said he meant it. He definitely meant it. Uh, he's only said it twice. He said, but you know, he's such a nice guy. He's probably said it more, but he changed my mindset and uh, the way I approached it. Not that I really wanted to be that I could be and you know I want to be that for other people as well awesome and you Bob oh I just hang around yeah now, right all right let me put my <laughs> Gene Simmons family jewels hat on here <sighs> all right no um well started out that I wanted to make comics flat on I was going to make comics and uh was work. Uh, my brother and I started a little studio together. Where we were doing uh, pre-press, printing, all that kind of work, and uh, had a studio mate coming in, and he liked comics, and we started working together on some earlier stuff. The first project was Drifters, and uh, from that, I just said uh, I had just received a piece of George Perez original artwork, and I realized how big you draw originals. Eleven by seventeen, you know, it's like wow, mm-hmm. this is cool. It's another reason for sketch. Let people know this stuff. The kind the of secretion. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to print up some paper because I want us to draw this size. So I have my own printing presses. We de- I design up paper, print it. As it's coming off the press, I'm going, I wonder how many other people would want to do this, work on the original size paper. And from that point, my brother and I launched Blue Line. Um, Blue Line now has over 50-something-odd products. Um, we're celebrating 20 years in the industry. I've done... All the major shows from San Diego's to Chicago's to, to you know, all the shows over the years met tons of people, but it's still inside me that I want to make comics. So um, over the years, I've had studios. Uh, Bill Nichols and I, we've worked together. Um, we've landed projects with like uh, Image with StormQuest. We worked together on it. I've worked with other creators, uh, Bo Smith on Parts Unknown, Tom Bearbaum on Dead Kid. I've published other people. We were 
cruising along really good, and then the industry just sort of took a dive on us. So on my shelf here, I have many unpublished projects that the three of us are talking about getting out, mm-hmm. getting them out in the digital age. So I've written comics. I've sold comics. I currently own a store, uh, own Blue Line. I've written, drawn, inked, lettered, colored. I uh, always feel like I'm the guy who could jump in and fill in a need somewhere. Um, I'm anxious on two new projects, or actually more than two, but two new web strips that I got in the works that we'll talk about later. And it uh, looks like that uh, a new property for the studio, Race Dangers, on the move with uh, Yuko Smith coming on board to pencil it. So um, a lot of exciting things. But yeah, Sketch comes about with many things that I've seen over the years, I've experienced over the years, and I'm just I just want to go look. If I can help somebody just get moving ahead from these experiences, then that's what I want to share. And I found, and, and Bill has found, and John, you have found it. There's many other people out there willing to share too. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a great thing about it. So, uh, like I said, I've been around for a long time, and uh, just love comics flat out. And you both touched on this briefly, but I want to explore this a little more. Surely, it's a conscious choice that you are doing your own stories, your own books. Uh, your own ideas. Uh, because with the resumes both of you have, ostensibly you could be working for one of the big boys right now. So why did you choose to go the indie self-publishing route versus, say, putting all your energies into being one of the, you know, big guys at Marvel or DC or, you know, what have you? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I actually had an opportunity to go that way out, and of course, growing up and at the beginning of everything, I wanted to do X-Men, man, flat out. I knew right. what the X-Men characters, I knew the way they should be done, I, I just, that's what I wanted to do. And, uh, I just, I just, when it really came time to commit to something like that, it was like, you no, know, I'd rather... I, I truly know who Blood and Roses are. I truly know who Race Danger are. These these characters, no editor is going to come and tell me they can no longer be married, okay? Like Spider-Man. Right. No, nobody can jump in and say, look, you know, this is the way this has to go because of merchandising something. This this is my stuff. This is how I want to see it. And, and the cool thing, and hopefully, John and Bill, you both agree, I'm, I want to work with other creators. Right. I'm open to suggestions and story ideas and way to expand these characters and properties. Um, so, yeah, the opportunity was there at one time. Um, I actually did tie up StormQuest with, with a publisher, and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was glad when the property finally reverted back to me. I shouldn't say it was a disaster. Um, I gave Greg Land his first work ever. Now he's drawn right. X-Men. Um, not ever, but his first comic published work. Um, Willie Peppers got to work with Willie. He was great. Bill worked with us on that. Um, who else worked on it, Bill? Uh, Wayne Wong, Tom and Mary. Oh, Tom and Mary. Bomb. Yes, got uh, to work with Tom and Mary. They were wonderful. But that was cool, the production of it. It was the back end of it. The publisher had sold the, 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 the books off so cheaply. It was like this package deal that by the mm-hmm. time we paid the ta- talent, there was no money. Ouch. You know, there was, was there five issues, Bill, or six? Six. Six issues. 
something like I want to say quarter of a million copies out there, yeah, and we really never saw a dime from it other than getting the talent paid. So that sort of left a really bad taste in my mouth for going out and actively finding publishers and trying to make money off of it. Now, Bill and I earlier were discussing ways, and John, you and I discussed ways that mm-hmm. now with the Internet, now with the web, now with reaching readers directly, we might turn that around. Nowadays, you might be able to get a property with a big publisher. Now, expect to make money from them, but make it yourself off of merchandise. So we'll see. We experiment, and then we share it in Sketch. But, yeah, um, working with that publisher sort of left bad taste in my mouth. I was happy to get the properties back under my belt, and I uh, probably won't ever do that again. Not that I say I won't work with another publisher. I just know what to expect. Um, and I'm happy you know, with, with running, running these characters, these characters got a lot of stories in them and, uh, I'm looking forward to working with them again, finally. So it was a learning experience would be the nice way of saying it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill, uh, what, why do you, why do you prefer the, uh, quote unquote smaller market? Well, I mean, I spent years in portfolio lines, you know, trying to work for the the bigger ones. And, um, I mean, I got close with uh, a couple of things, but uh, I don't know. With Once I started getting published, uh, actually published, and a lot of it was with Bob on different projects and stuff, I always knew that I always had a home because I wasn't working with just another creator. I was also working with, one, you know, one of my best friends, and that's really what well, both of you are. Uh, right. two of my best friends so um, I knew that I always had a home and Bob trusted me at one point with uh, we did the Blood and Roses miniseries I mean that's mm-hmm. you know that's saying something right there that freedom to you know to create other things that you know you're not within a not to say that you know if Marvel called I wouldn't do it I, right I of course I, doubt, yeah. <laughs> I would say wait really <laughs> you know who am I but uh, I would be the first one to tell you to go yeah, exactly. You know, I, I did it with Greg Land. I let him have his contract and uh, a couple yeah, other people that. I worked with. I'm like, I'm the first one to say, go, experience it. That's what you want to do. So, yeah. And, and I would probably go as long as I had the you know the chance to do other stuff too. So, I'll just give up my day job. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the dream, yeah. give up the yeah. day job. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, the dream for all of us. Um, so you, you hit on it for yourself, Bob, but, yes. uh, what would you tell someone if they came to you at, and asked, okay, why should I self-publish for the reasons you gave or is there well, right, something more right now? Self-publishing is so different. It was a few years ago. Self-publishing was you, you had to create the property. You had to market the property. You had to figure out how you're going to print the property. You had to figure out how you're going to distribute the property. And that's just to get it seen. You know, you can afford to do a handful of shows and set up your little t- your table, and, and sell your you know, and create a readership and hand sell. But to really get it into stores, you got you got to go to the store and go, why should I sell your book? And it's getting harder and harder for stores to give up rack space for all these books. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have the internet. We do have digital comics. We've got great places like. The uh, Comicology, uh, Comics XP was good. Uh, uh, Drive-through comics. There's places to get your work out there. 
and and of course yourself there's no better seller than yourself so you know just you get out there because what you're doing is you're building a portfolio if you truly want to go out and you want to work for marvel you want to work for dc they want to see what you've done uh it's a funny thing one thing i want to do on this podcast we're not going to have time today is i want to talk about an art book i get art books every week brand new art books right. i review them for sketch and we put them on blue line website and uh I was looking over the new Adam Hughes art book called Cover Run. It's got all his DC artwork. Mm-hmm. And right at the beginning, Adam wrote a lot of stuff in it. And I highlight, we'll talk more about this book on the next one. But at the beginning, he talks about how he, he messed around in the industry. He did background work and stuff. Then he worked for Kamiko. And he got to know Bill Willingham. And he got to talk to DC, the editor at DC. And they liked him, but he was under contract with Kamiko. And then within 45 minutes of Kamiko going bankrupt, he got a call from that DC editor because Bill let him know that Adam was free. So right. it's all about communication and showing off your stuff. Adam did work for Kamiko. He got his artwork out there. It was published. He showed off what he could do. DC jumped on him as soon as they, they were allowed to. So that's what we can do with the Internet now. We can get our stuff out there. We can show it. We can build our own readerships. You know, um, say with Sketch Magazine, we build up Blood and Roses. We have a great readership. We carry that along with us to another property because we have people looking at our stuff. So there's a lot of things you can do nowadays, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really exciting out there for comic creators. And, you know, hopefully with Sketch and... Uh, the, the podcast and uh, how-to articles and everything, we can help those critters move along. Sounds good. And speaking of podcasts, I think our first one is a rousing success. <laughs> Anything you gentlemen want to say before we cut off for the evening? Thank you, John. Thank you, really, Bill. You know, made it really smooth. Very pain, painless. Painless. That's always yeah, good. Painful, painless. Huh? John, I appreciate eh. you coming on, bud. Anytime, and, and anytime. You are the podcast pro for us <laughs> here. You got to drag me and Bill along, but I, I think these are going to be fun. I'm going to post a uh, email address called podcast at sketchmagazine.net, and uh, hopefully in future episodes people can uh, email us questions, and we can answer those questions, whether it be art-related, uh, tool-related, book-related, just any kind of questions you have about creating comics. Uh, we can sit here and answer those along with whatever else we decide to uh, chat about. So Sounds yeah. fantastic. All right, and uh, I want to say for Sketch Magazine, thanks to everyone who listened to our first podcast, and we'll talk to you again. All right. Thanks. That's it. Done.